Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. I've been going through the book of Revelations in this series. We have talked from the chapter 1 how the Lord wrote a letter letters to his church. And that was the dispensation of the seven churches that will be that was a dispensation of the seven church era or seven church ages. And then after that the Lord started telling us what how he will close up the world and take over the planet earth. And then we come to chapter nineteen, how what 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 God will do in the midst of his own believers, how he raised up his own church, the body of Christ, and as the Bible said, God will take in the days of this king shall God of heaven set up his own kingdom that shall reign forever and ever. And we saw in chapter nineteen of the book of Revelation how the bride, the Lord Jesus Christ, the the, the Lamb of God riding upon white horses and all the angels of heaven or the army of heaven followed him on white horses came down to wage war upon the dwellers on earth and the armies of the earth and now we get to chapter 20 we saw how what will be the end of Lucifer or Satan or the serpent only those people whose names were in the book of life this book of life was the book of life of the Lamb of God the Lord Jesus Christ only those whose names were in the book of life will be saved and those whose names are not in the book of life, they will be judged according to the book, according to the, the works that they have done, which is in the other books. And that is why no work of righteousness can save anybody, no matter how you think you are doing good, unless you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot be saved. That is the key point in chapter 20. And then after, after that, we saw that all those that have their names not in the book of life will be thrown into a lake of fire so you can say the lake of fire is like an incinerator where anything, any rubbish that we don't want around will be burnt up incinerator is the place where things are burnt up because they are like garbage God has an incinerator for this planet, for this universe and that is the lake of fire and we don't know where it is but I mentioned something in the last broadcast when we were talking about Revelation chapter 20 I said think of the sun our sun that is giving us light here and there are many other stars according to science now they have been able to see that there are many stars that have burnt out their fuel and the sun is like a it's like a it's like a it's like a star also and it's still burning and there will be a time according to the calculation of the scientists that this sun that we see every day will burn out its fuel also and when it burns out its fuel it will be like a liquid lake of fire and may not produce any more light but it will still be heated up inside and some of them they said they become what they call warm holes and things like that but we just know that there will be a time when the sun will burn out its fuel but whatever it is the heat that is coming out of the sunlight is that the sun that is coming out of the sun right now is almost what we can call a lake of fire and there are other planets like what people call Mercury the planet Mercury that was closest to the sun is like a infernal lake of fire in itself without really burning but the temperature on top of Mercury was like people think it was just a liquid a, li a liquid planet think of it like if this if the sea that is surrounding the earth is is at 100 something or 600 something degrees hot and that is what they talk of mercury that must be completely heated make it a liquid that is 600 degrees hot because of the closeness to the sun so wherever that lake of fire is god has got planets on that or planets in the in the universe even in the solar system alone 
that are just as hot that could be called lake of fire. And that is what we are pointing out. So don't 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 take it lightly, my friend. What God is talking about, don't take it lightly. You don't want you don't want to go to that lake of fire. So seek Jesus Christ, the only hope. Because only those whose names are in the book of life of the Lamb of God will escape that lake of fire. Now in chapter twenty one is where we're going to now see what God has planned for this new for a new world, a new heaven and a new earth God will create for mankind. For the redeemed mankind because after the sinners and the wicked people and being taken out of the air according to the according to the gospel that the lord jesus christ gave to us even some of the parables of the lord jesus christ let's revisit some of the parables we have some parables in the book of matthew that has to do with the kingdom of god and i will read some of these parables so that you may see what the lord has already told us concerning this the harvesting of the earth and in matthew chapter 13. Let me read some of the parables to you. Let's read verse 24. Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tears also. So, the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, <coughs> excuse me, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tears? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tears, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both go, grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather you together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. So we see that parable that there will be a separation of the good from the bad. And when they ask the Lord Jesus Christ, here is the interpretation of the parable. And when Jesus Christ sent the multitude away, in verse 20, 36, the disciples came unto him and saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tears of the field. And verse 37, Jesus Christ answered and said unto them, He that sowed the seed, the good seed, is the Son of Man. The field is the world. Now you can see the interpretation of this parable. That we are talking about this planet Earth is the world. He said, The good seed is the, the Son of Man sowed the good seed. And the world is the field. The good seed are the children of the, of the kingdom. But the tears are the children of the wicked one. Now you can understand that. That is all these people that refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And they think they fall, they follow their false religion. I think they have they, they have their own religion. And they are still doing their wickedness, murder, fornication, adultery, and all those wicked things. The Bible says they are tears in the field. If they never repent, it means that they belong to the wicked one, Satan that planted them on this planet earth. That's what the Bible is telling us here. And and he went for that. He said, The enemy that sowed them is the devil. Because the Bible said the children of the kingdom are the good seed, and the children of the wicked one are the tears. Say the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tears are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels. And they shall gather out of his kingdom 
all things that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into a furnace of fire there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who has ears to hear let him hear now you can see that that, that is exactly what we see in Revelation chapter 20 where he said all those that have their names not written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire and that is what the Lord Jesus Christ gave us a parable here so that's why I tell you my friend that's listening to me don't take this kingdom of God lightly repent today and come to Christ because that lake of fire is a surety it will take place and you can see where is that lake of fire there are many planets on this planet on this solar system alone that can qualify as a lake of fire Mercury that is close to the sun the sun itself can be a lake of fire where God will use so we do not know which one it's going to use but those are all the things because even the size of the sun is much much larger than our planet earth so that if you try to throw the old woman population into the sun it will still be burning and still be burning because there is still a large a lot of space left the sun is mighty much mightier than the size of the of the earth so if that is a lake of fire it will, be, it will have enough it will have enough fuel to burn all the wicked so we are telling you to repent quickly and come to christ now let's go to chapter 21 and see what the lord has in stock after the after the after the world of the wicked has been taken out of this planet earth what will be next and here is what is next verse chapter 21 i said after the wicked has been taken out of the planet earth after the tears have been removed like the bible like the parable of jesus christ said he said this there shall be a nation of teeth when the tears are cast into the lake of fire verse 43 of matthew chapter 13 as i already said then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father now how will the righteous shine forth here it is in, in the book of revelation chapter 21 and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea now just think of this this new heaven and new earth it could be anything it could be this planet that we are standing upon god is going to renovate it and there will be no more need for water a large water like sea that we have or god can bring a new planet like the, all the other planets in the solar system god can polish a new planet that we have its own new sky because what you say new heaven and new earth is actually talking about the sky that is the, the sky that is surrounding this earth that we can look up and see clouds and that is the heaven we are talking about but now if god take a new planet that will be large enough for all the human race that have ever been and even science have known right now that the planet called mars that is not too far away from this planet earth is much about three times bigger than the earth that can take all human race that have been on this earth since adam they don't know whether the planet, uh, the planet Mars is habitable, but God can renovate any of the planets and bring them to a, 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 an orbit of the sun that will make them habitable. But the Bible said there will be no more sea, which means that planet, wherever it will be, if it's not this earth that is renovated, the new planet will that we have no water like sea, maybe rivers, there will be rivers, but there will be no sea. God can make one like that that will be inhabited by the saints forever. And that is what this is uh, you know, portraying to us. He said, there was no more sea. Which means the mass of water that we call sea on earth right now, God is going to do away with it, either by producing a new planet, or by taking the waters out of this earth, and we are still using this planet earth. Now, he went for that in, chapter, in verse 2, 
I John saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband now you see now the, the bride of Christ is the city called New Jerusalem like we say in the book of Revelation chapter 19 that when the Bible says blessed are they that are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb and who is the lamb? Who is the who is the where? Who is the bride of the lamb? Is the city called Holy Jerusalem? It's going to descend from heaven, which means it's going to be a, a miniature planet that God is building and making a city out of, and it's going to make it come down upon this earth, or upon the new earth. We are going to use, or it's going to suspend it like the moon is suspended upon the earth. God may suspend it upon the upon the earth. But the Bible says it's going to descend, which means going to come down either closer to the earth or land upon the earth itself and will be a city that will be a amazing let me tell you something about what science has been able to find out because just as our earth that we are standing upon is just a big rock floating in space and we all marries are standing upon this planet called earth this earth is just a big round rock that is covered with water floating in space now the moon that we see that is shining light to us every night is also another big rock not as big as the heart that we are standing upon floating also in space but floating around the earth which we call our own moon now science have been able to find out that not too far away from earth in a belt they call it a solar belt are some smaller smaller rocks that uh, some it could be some could be some miles wide or some thirty miles wide or even one mile wide and, you know, and they are all just floating in space like that. Just think about that and they believe that maybe that was a planet that was broken to pieces and they are just floating rocks around the solar belt they call it. Now and they call it this are like an asteroid belt. But just think about that. God can take one of those small fragment rock that is floating in space like that that can be as big as 1500 miles wide because that's what the size of this new city was described to be and that's not big enough to be a whole big planet God can take a fragment of a planet like that that is floating in space around the, between Mars and the Earth and make a city on it because it's about 1500 miles wide 1500 miles long and God can build a city on it and that will be a city that has foundation and then bring that rock that city closer to the earth to land it upon the earth like a asteroid that will fall instead of falling that will be guided gradually guided out God is mightier than man my friend I'm telling you something that we are dealing with something that is bigger than us we can't even get out of this planet but God is everywhere and the Lord Jesus Christ went up into the sky that should make you to see that to go up like he did and a cloud took him up shows to us that transporting our people up and down is already in the universe that God has already ordained but we human beings are so primitive that we cannot get to that stage yet and Americans are trying to make uh, space churches to go into space and they take them billions of dollars just to make one we are dealing with something that is much bigger than us my friend and that is why I want you to fear God and God has made a way for mankind he said that in the end he's going to make all things new and this is what he's going to make for us He's going to make a city that's going to descend from this, from the, from heaven, that is from the sky, down upon this earth. It's already built city because it's going to already find, have it built after he has destroyed all the wicked from the earth. That's why you don't want to be a wicked. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today 
and be one of the saints of God. Now, this city will descend, like the Bible said, and in verse 3, it said, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Now, you can see what the Bible is saying right here. That God is going to make all things new. The new heaven and the new earth that we are talking about, is going to make a new city that will descend from heaven and land upon this planet earth. And the size of the city will be described in the next chapter. But God is saying, This shall take place. No matter how long it takes, wait for it. But for you to be a member of this kingdom of God that we are talking about, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. You can't keep delay, you can't keep postponing it. And today is your day of salvation. If you are not a Christian and you are listening to this sermon, I, I, I plead with you to repent today and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you are a Christian, I want you to begin to quicken your pace now because you have got to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ and you have also got to grow spiritually. And you have got to begin to look up because your redemption cometh nigh. And repent from every lukewarmness and from every iniquity. Because the Lord Jesus Christ loves you and he has made a place for you but you have got to overcome. He that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, said the Lord Jesus Christ, him shall he give power over the nations. That is, all the promises we are talking about is for you only if you overcome. What are you to overcome? All those temptations. What are you to overcome? Temptation to deny Christ in the time of persecution. You've got to overcome that also. In the time of test, you've got to overcome that temptation to deny. That is, do not, do not try to protect your life by yourself. Is that he that tries to keep his life shall lose it, said the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that loses his life for Christ's sake shall keep it unto life everlasting. That is, we that are following Christ must be ready to lay down our life for his cause. That is part of overcoming that we are talking about. Now, let's read on. Verse 6 said, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a task of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh, now this is the word of God to you. If you will overcome all the temptation, all the, res all the resistance the devil is putting in front of you to resist you from pursuing after God, whatever way is resisting you, whether through friends or through lusts of all kinds, or through persecution, through sword, through enemy, he said, overcome. He that overcomes. That is, you have your responsibility to overcome. You have your part to play. It's God that's going to walk in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But you have your part to play. You've got to cooperate with the Holy Ghost so that you can resist the temptations. Somebody is the one trying, trying to make you commit adultery. Resist it. They're trying to steal your life. Somebody is the one that's trying to make you commit fornication. Resist it. They're trying to steal your life. Uh, the world is full of uh, 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 bribery, so that's why you're also going to take bribe. Resist it. Because they're trying to steal your soul. I mean, what does it profit a man, said the Bible, if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? I mean, what we are talking about, the kingdom of God we are talking about, there's nothing that can, you can get in this world that can compare to it. 
So why not resist temptation even unto the shedding of blood? The Bible says you have not yet resisted unto blood in striving against sin. So don't take it lightly, my friend, because the kingdom of God is sovereign violence, and those that take it, they take it by force. You've got to be violent against sin. You've got to be violent against all those temptations to stand. Verse 7 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son, said the Lord. Verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and warmongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, the second death is when they go to the lake of fire. And God is saying all those things that God say are abomination, they will go to they will go there. That's why you must be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, For you are formerly like this, but you have been bought with a price. You are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Do not go back into those sins of lying. Do not go back into those sins of fornication. Do not let all those temptations pull back into sin. That is the Bible said the wages of sin is dead. But Christ has already paid for your sin. So don't go back into the sin anymore. And the Bible is saying, All those who that do those sins are going to be in the second death. Verse 9 And there came unto me one of the seven angels which are the seven vials full of seven last plagues and talked with me saying Come either I will show thee the bride the lamb's wife. Now they are going to talk, take Apostle John to where he will see the city itself in detail. In more detail. Verse 10 And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God now why did God call it Jerusalem because God has used the name Jerusalem the city in Israel that that is the city that God chose and he has, that name means a land of peace Salem is peace so God says he is the king of peace he is the prince of peace when he is the king in the city of Jerusalem that is his title the prince of peace and the king of peace okay now he's calling the city is building for us Jerusalem and that city is going to descend I believe many people believe that it will descend in the in the, in the location where God has reserved for himself which is the Palestine land if you look at the Palestine area that God has carved up for Israel and said this is what I give it to Abraham you can measure 1500 miles wide 1500 square miles and you'll be able to say that is actually fitting the location where God said this city from heaven will descend. So that is the plan of God that He wanted to descend that city somewhere upon this planet. Whether it's going to land physically there or it's just going to suspend in this space, we nobody knows. But the Bible says it's going to descend. So we can say it's actually going to descend and land on this planet Earth. <laughs> now let's read this as the angel took John, Apostle John, to go see this city, which means the city is already built. And it's on another, on another plan, like I say, it could be a, a platform like look at an isolated body, like a big stone in the space that God has already selected, that is about 1500 miles wide, and God has already built the city on it. And to get to that city, you've got to fly in space to the place. And that is what happened here. They took Apostle John up in, into the space to go and see the city. And they said, That the glory of God, and our light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone now you will see all this description of this city that it's God is God made this city to 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 look like what human beings 
value most what do we value most on earth we value precious stones we value gold we value all those precious stones as if they are so important and God said well if that is what human beings value that is what I'm going to use to build that city for them the most precious thing on earth that human beings think is precious in the eyes of men that is exactly what God is using to build the city for that mankind will be living with him forever because God himself will be living in that city and that's why the Bible said the tabernacle of God will be with men that means God is going to make his headquarters to be on earth where human beings are isn't that amazing and that's why he's inviting you to come and enjoy this glory with him and it's calling on you Jesus Christ said come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest now he mentioned precious stones like jasper he said as clear as crystal I mean just as clear as crystal or like glass and he had a wall great and high and had twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels and names written thereon which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel on the east three gates on the north three gates on the south three gates and on the west three gates we wonder why was God using that because that is what God has ordained when he started the project of planet earth he chose the seed of Abraham he chose the twelve tribe of Israel he wanted to keep that record for eternity because that is the record of what God chose to use and that is why he was using the names of those twelve tribes that will be used, that will be written on the city, on the on the door, on the gates of the city. And he went further in verse fourteen. The wall of the city has twelve foundations, and those foundations have the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Now you know who is in charge, the Lord Jesus Christ. The foundation of the city have twelve foundations, like you can say layers of rocks that form the foundation, and they put the names of the apostles on each foundation. And you can say then that it is the Lord Jesus Christ that builds the city. I mean, his father built the city, which is the Lord himself in the Father. And let's go on in verse 15. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof, and the city lies four square. The length and the breadth are the same. And, the, and it was measured as 12,000 furlongs. The length and breadth of the eyes are, are equal. Now, I'm going to stop right there because we are running out of time. Maybe we continue the next broadcast. But when you go and translate 12,000 furlongs, it's approximately 1,500 miles. Just think of a city that is 1,500 miles wide. Even big cities like New York may not be as, as wide. If you go from one end of New York City to the other end of New York City, most likely you can say, well, maybe about 50 miles. Or maybe you say, well, what city can be the, long, the biggest city? The city of Phoenix, where we are right now, even, Kong, even if you add all the other extended cities that have joined themselves together, becoming a, a big metropolis, you can say, well, it's about uh, 100 miles. Let's say 100 miles. New York may be about 100 miles. Join all the other smaller cities that have joined themselves together to, be, to make the New York City a huge city. Not just the small city of New York itself, but from one end of a metropolis to the other end, maybe 100 miles. 100 miles. Now, this city that God is building is 1,500 miles wide. Now, you know, that is huge city. And it's going to be like a separate planet by itself. That is one single city. A small planet by itself. And it's going to float and come down upon this earth or just stand in the air like the moon standing in the air closer to, the, closer to earth. 
God is building something for you. Will you like to be a partaker or a member that we would like to be one of them that we enter into that city? Because the Bible says, without will be dogs. Outside the city will be dogs. That is, anything that is ungodly will not enter that city. And so you must repent and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is the plan of God for mankind. This is the glorification of mankind that He has revealed to us. This is what God intends for the new heaven and the new earth. That the new city that will be the capital of the universe, really not just capital of the world, where God Himself will be dwelling. He already built the city. He's waiting for the inhabitants of the city, which is you and me that are redeemed, to come in. When it's all done, we are going to be living in that city permanently, going in and out as the Lord wills. And we are saying, asking you right now, come and accept Jesus. I pray that the Lord will open your understanding and we and we give you the wisdom and the desire to please Him and to be one of them that we enter into that city. He said, through the gates. He said, because we doubt of the city will be dogs and all the ungodly. Father, I pray for all that are listening right now. Lord, open their understanding. Give them the desire to want to please the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Write to us. We shall send you some more exhortations. Write to Evangelist Julius Adewumi, Gospel Distribution Ministry. On the internet, you can read all our literature. The internet address is www.gospeldistribution.org. God bless you.